Hello, I'm James McDougall, a barrister at Ten Old Square. In this podcast, I discuss the Donkey Sanctuary and Bacchus. That's not a lost comedy of Aristophanes, but the short name of a recent High Court decision about post-death deeds of variation. The case is reported in the Winter 2020 edition of the Wills and Trusts Law Reports and cited as 2020 WTLR 1450. In the claim, the Donkey Sanctuary and ten other charities applied to set aside a deed of variation purporting to vary the will of the late Leonard Dunthorne. Leonard had died in March 2018. His will had made a gift of his residuary estate to his sister Ruby Watts, if she survived him by 28 days, failing which it would pass to ten charities, being ten of the eleven claimants in the case. As Ruby survived Leonard by 28 days, the gift of residue to her took effect, and the contingent gift over to the charities did not. The residue of Leonard's estate was substantial, and since the gift to Ruby was not exempt, inheritance tax was chargeable on Leonard's death. In March 2019, just over a year after Leonard's death, Ruby died. Her will provided that the residue of her estate should pass to 11 charities, including the 10 named in Leonard's will and an 11th, the Multiple Sclerosis Society. After discussions with some of the charities, Ruby's executors realised that it might be possible to recover the inheritance tax paid on Leonard's death by executing a deed of variation to vary his will so that for tax purposes, the gift of residue to Ruby, a chargeable transfer, was instead treated as a direct gift to the 11 charitable beneficiaries of Ruby's will. After some further discussion, a deed of variation was executed on 12th of November 2019. This deed contained a number of drafting infelicities. First, the recitals recorded that the parties were Leonard's executors, Ruby's executors, and 10 of the 11 charities, but not including the Multiple Sclerosis Society. However, in the event, none of the charities actually executed the deed. Second, in the operative part of the deed, the gift of Leonard's residuary estate to Ruby was redirected to only 10 of the 11 charities, again excluding the Multiple Sclerosis Society. It seems that the solicitors who drafted the deed had believed, wrongly, that the residuary gift in Leonard's will could only be redirected to the 10 charities named as contingent beneficiaries in his will. The claimant charities therefore had two concerns. They were concerned that the executed deed wrongly deprived the Multiple Sclerosis Society of its interest in Ruby's estate, and, furthermore, that the deed may not have been an effective variation for tax purposes. They applied on an expedited basis for declarations that the deed was void, alternatively for an order that it should be set aside, so that the parties could execute a new and effective deed before the two-year anniversary of Leonard's death in March 2020. At the hearing, the charities argued that the deed of variation was invalid on the following grounds. First, they said that the deed was void for want of proper execution, because the charities, despite being named parties to it, did not actually execute it. Second, they argued that the variation was void in equity as an excessive execution of Ruby's executor's powers, i.e. that it was ultra-vires. Third, they argued that the variation should in any event be set aside on grounds of either inadequate deliberation or 
mistake on the part of Ruby's executors. A fourth argument that the deed ought to or could be rectified was not pursued. At the hearing, the judge, Deputy Master Smith, held that the first ground of invalidity, want of proper execution, was not made out. The deed was executed by Ruby's executors and Leonard's executors. There was no evidence or suggestion that their participation in the deed was conditional on the deed also being executed by the charities, even though the charities were named as parties. So the deed was prima facie binding on the executors who executed it. The formal validity of the deed notwithstanding, the deputy master ruled that the variation which it purported to effect was beyond the scope of the powers conferred on Ruby's executors, and therefore was void in equity. The effect of the deed had been to deprive the Multiple Sclerosis Society of its interest in the residue of Ruby's estate, and to redirect that interest to the other ten charities in equal shares. Ruby's executors had no power to do that without the consent of the Multiple Sclerosis Society, and therefore the variation was void in equity. The judge's finding that the variation was void was dispositive of the claim. However, the judge went on to say that if he had not held that the variation was void, he would have been prepared to hold that it was voidable in equity and so liable to be set aside on the two grounds submitted by the charities, which were based on the two limbs of Lord Walker's landmark judgment in the conjoined appeals in Pittenholt and Footer and Footer. First, Ruby's executors had acted in breach of their duty to take into account all relevant considerations before executing the deed. In particular, because they had failed to take proper advice on the scope of their powers, they wrongly believed they had power to exclude the Multiple Sclerosis Society from benefit, and they did not appreciate that there was no need to do so. Second, and alternatively, this misunderstanding amounted to a causative mistake of such gravity that it would be unconscionable to let the transaction stand. Deputy Master Smith's judgment in the Donkey Sanctuary and Backers is, in most respects, an uncontroversial application of well-established principles governing the exercise of executors' powers. However, the case provides important and helpful clarification on the circumstances in which the personal representatives of one person can redirect a legacy paid or payable to that person from the estate of a predeceasing person, with retrospective effect for tax. In its IHT manual, at manual reference 35042, the revenue advises that, and I quote, the executor of a person who has died may make a variation redirecting that person's entitlement on an earlier death. The variation must be within the two-year period following that earlier death. Where the variation reduces the entitlement of the beneficiaries of the second deceased, then the beneficiaries should also agree to the variation. If the beneficiaries are not a party to the deed of variation, then we should request other written evidence of their consent. It is not entirely clear from this guidance whether the requirement for beneficiary consent is necessary or merely highly desirable. The Donkey Sanctuary case makes it clear that in the absence of discretionary dispositive powers conferred on them by the will or by statute, personal representatives have no inherent power to vary legacies in wills, and that unless all beneficiaries who will be prejudiced by a proposed variation give their consent, the transaction will be void in equity. 